Welcome to the She Speaks Truth podcast, where I aim to speak God's truth over you according to his word. My name is Jessica, and I am your podcast host. This podcast is focused on healing, emotionally healthy spirituality, and emotional wholeness from a Christ-centered perspective. Week after week, we journey together through the scriptures, aiming to understand and apply what God says about us in his word. His word says that above all, he wishes that our soul will prosper. So as we journey through the word, we look at what the scripture has to say about wholeness and how we can apply this to our everyday lives. So let's go on this journey together because I'm so excited to speak God's truth over you. everyone what's good welcome to another episode of the she speaks truth podcast always and forever speaking god's truth over you i'm super excited about today's podcast episode as i always am because i get super excited about stuff it doesn't take a lot to get me excited (laughs) i'm a pretty easy girl to please um but i think i'm just excited about the content that's being distributed uh throughout this this podcast i just think you know, we've been getting really good content from the beginning up until now. We're guys, you know what? Like, we celebrated our one-year anniversary, but life has been so busy that I didn't even get to celebrate it <laughs> properly. So I'm I'm going to come up with some type of celebration or something like that just to reward you guys for just thugging it out with me. You know what I mean? I really, really appreciate all of the love and all of the support and all that good stuff. So on today's podcast episode, we are talking about the character of God. And we have a special guest as we've been having over the past couple weeks. And I'm really enjoying it. I really love the conversations. I really love having another perspective. I just, I just think it's so, so rich. And so We have Pastor Sharon Joy Witten that's joining us today. Uh, She's the co-pastor of the Toronto City Church right here in Toronto. Um, Her responsibilities include giving leadership to the creative arts and media uh, team as as well as the Women's Network uh, prayer and prophetic training. Um, Her passions include empowering women, uh, the next generation, and seeing believers grow in the prophetic. Uh, She and her husband, PB, Pastor Brendan, (laughs) who is my husband's mentor, have been married for 15 years, and they have two beautiful children, Micah and Shiloh. So I don't know if I mentioned this before, but Pastor Sharon is also um, my mentor, and she just has been such a blessing to my life. She's been so instrumental in helping me to grow in the areas of the prophetic and I just I don't know I just love her she's just she's just such a sweet and humble individual and I'm just so grateful and uh, so blessed to know her so I'm excited for us to dig in today's podcast Uh, such good teaching such good teaching and that's definitely something that I wanted to make sure that we were getting um, on these various podcast episodes that you know we did great last two seasons but you know in this season I want us to be even better I want us to go all the way up right I want us to dig deep and I want us to be grounded in biblical truth and that is definitely 
something that Pastor Sharon uh, challenges us to do as we dig in, as we talk about the character of God. So notebooks, pens, y'all already know, focus in, zone in, um, because I really believe that this is the fundamental for some people for a deeper understanding of who God is to us as father, as friend, as advocate, as so many different things. All right, so let's jump into this podcast. All right, everybody, let's jump into this podcast episode. As you guys know, I'm always going to say I'm super, super excited um, because I always am excited to share God's truth and to speak God's truth over you. Um, And so, as I mentioned before, we have uh, another special guest today, um, affectionately known as PSJ, (laughs) our pastor, Sharon Joy Whitten. Um, And so today's episode, we are talking about the character of God. But before we dig into that, I'm just going to ask, and just throughout this podcast, when I say PSJ, I am referring to Pastor Sharon. So so if you hear me saying that, that's who I'm talking about. So I'm just going to ask PSJ just to introduce herself, tell us a little bit about herself and what she does. Awesome. Hey, everybody. (laughs) Yes, I am known as PSJ, Pastor Sharon Joy. Um, A little bit about me, my husband and I pastor a church in the heart of Toronto called Toronto City Church. Uh, We've been pastoring, we've been married for about 16 years, pastoring, he was pastoring before I showed up on the scene, so for probably about 20 plus years. Um, We have two little people that we are so proud of and we love dearly, Micah, our son, who is 13, and we have a little girl by the name of Shiloh, who is nine. So that's a little bit about me. Uh, I pastor, um, I do some ministry outside the church, some stuff in our nation um, and abroad and uh, just some stuff, um, just different coaching stuff that I do with different ones. So that's a little bit about me. Mm-hmm. Guys, let me tell you, Pastor Sharon is a humble lady, okay? She does amazing <laughs> things and she very rarely speaks about them, but will casually drop them in conversation. Uh, but she's definitely a force to be reckoned with. And I am Aww. so I'm so blessed to have her as a mentor. I think we just clicked from day one. Um, Yeah, and she just spoke into my life in some very powerful ways and I'm just blessed to have her. So yeah, yeah, man. (laughs) Thanks for the kind words. Absolutely. So (laughs) we're just gonna jump into some rapid fire questions. I'm so excited. This is like one (laughs) of my favorite parts of of the podcast because they don't know the questions we I don't give them the questions before and so they're kind of like mm. but then by the end they're like oh that wasn't so bad that was great oh boy, so I'm a little yeah. nervous I must say I'm a little nervous you have me here on the edge <laughs> <laughs> okay what is one of the things you would put on your bucket list oh a bucket list item would be um skydiving really yeah, definitely. Jumping out of a plane. Absolutely. Oh my God. You could never catch me jumping out of a plane. Like ever, ever, ever. Never. Yeah. I'm such a chicken. Like, really? yeah, no. The adrenaline, I'm... the fun, the, you know, no. zest for life. No, okay. no, no. So what's funny is um, in one of my therapy sessions, I was my, um, 
my therapist, we were talking about something we're recognizing. I have a very, I have a highly sensitive nervous system. And, mm -hmm. and then, so I also recognize that I'm a highly sensitive person. So like I strong emotions, like strong, intense emotions actually make me like super anxious and fidgety. So roller coasters, you're not, you're not on that. You're not no, on that roller coaster. No, ma'am. The, the, I'm and dipping and no, weaving. No, no, no. Okay. I remember one time <laughs> I tried to be bold when me and Princeton were dating and go on a roller coaster, and he still laughs about it to this day. Like, oh, no. It, yeah, no, I don't do well with very strong emotions. So to jump out, I would probably be those people that pass out in the middle. Okay. So note <laughs> to self, I will not be buying you a package for your 40th birthday. To no, ma'am. No, ma'am. Okay. I would kindly give it back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> okay. What is one of the first things you do when you get up in the morning? Ah, uh, that's an easy one. Pray. I know it sounds super spiritual, but I do no. talk to the Lord. Mm -hmm. The minute those eyes open up. Yeah. That's awesome. I know it's such an interesting thing. Like we, as a generation, we can be so attached to our phones and I had to learn how to like, just, I don't sleep with my phone in my room anymore and just like put that away um, right. and let that be like the first thing in the morning, look out the window, thank God for his goodness and his thank mercies. You. Right? right. That's good. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. What is a book that you read most recently? Ooh, most recently that I'm that I've read cover to cover or I'm in the process of <laughs> either 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 is fine um I believe it's called emotional intelligence by Darius Daniels I think Ooh, yeah it's good is it good it's good it's yeah. really good yeah I really like him I yeah, really he's like a him really good speaker I've heard him speak and he's a great author as well mm -hmm. and the book okay. has got some amazing content so yeah that would be my my current I'm almost done it awesome I just started um forgiving what you can't forget forgiving what you can't forget okay mm -hmm. by Lisa Turkers. Okay. Yeah. So that, that's been, that's been really good. And, um, it's, it has a very therapeutic approach to it. Okay. Um, so it's very interesting to me, just how, how she talks about that and how she digs into theology, therapy and theology. So She's a good author for that. She, she is. Yeah, really is. Yeah. And I think it's called relational intelligence, not emotional. Intelligence. Relational intelligence. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, he's amazing. Like he did a, um, a three-day biblical intelligence, um, what do you want to call it, masterclass back in the summer. And it challenged me to like really dig into biblical truth. Like he, yeah, it, yeah he was, good. yeah, he's really good. Okay. Um, what is one of your biggest strengths? Ooh, one mm -hmm. of my biggest strengths. Um, I would have to say probably leadership. Mm. Um, I think my husband and I both, we found ourselves leading in pretty much many, pretty much all, but a lot of the circles that we've been placed into mm -hmm. has given us a grace to lead mm -hmm. uh, and to step out from the crowd and kind of lead. So I would say that would be the biggest one. But I, I think what is a close second is just, uh, just being a good listener. I love to mm. listen to people and mm -hmm. kind of take in their lives and mm -hmm. their history, their story, everything that mm -hmm. they've you know, that's on their plate, where they've been, what they've done. I just love listening to people's stories. So I would say that's a close second. I think you would be a really dope therapist. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I would be all, always at my therapy sessions. I'm like, yeah, Aww. my therapist. Yeah, no, I think Aww. you'd be a really dope therapist. Okay. Um, ooh, this is a good one. What do you notice first about someone when you first meet them? Ooh, what do I notice? <laughs> oh, that's a hard one. Is that wired? Oh my goodness. I know. Tell <laughs> us, tell us about the prosthetic. Tell us. No, I'm like, oh. <laughs> you know what? I tend to, I kind of just notice, oh, let me kind of just what they maybe what the most dominant um it, it's hard to s- describe, but their mm-hmm. dominant kind of atmosphere. So if mm. they're you know, if they abide in a lot of sadness, mm. a lot of joy, mm-hmm. they're at peace. I tend to pick those things up about people, mm. uh, wherever I'm bumping into people, I can tell if they've been, you know, if it's like the last five years of their life has been really heavy. Cause they just mm-hmm. kind of their atmosphere. That's tends mm-hmm. to be, I don't know if that's mm-hmm. a, a good way of putting it, but that's no, no, it's yeah. good. It's like, it's just being, a. it's interesting being, being a prophetic type yeah um, sometimes you want to just turn it off and you're like oh man like oh I just want to pray for you right now oh yeah. I want to pray for you yeah those things come up in like my counseling sessions but yeah. it, it's it's pretty dope being a Christian therapist because you can like on Friday I was talking to one of my clients and Lord gave me a prophetic word and I was like God gave me Here a prophet let's go let's do let's this go. so yeah it was dope <laughs> yeah, okay I have to say that I like that. Okay, we have maybe about two more or so. Um, most important advice you'd give your children for their future? Ooh, wow. That's that's like a big, that's, that's a big question. <laughs> advice. Uh, number one, love God with all your heart, soul, mm-hmm. mind, and strength. Just mm-hmm. learn to love him, learn to give him all. Mm-hmm. Number two, most important advice, um, and once again, these sound super religious, but I really believe I, I govern myself this way. Love mm-hmm. God with all your heart. And number two, fear not. Mm. And just jump out there, mm-hmm. take risks, learn mm-hmm. not to be bullied by fear. Mm. Go for it. Those mm-hmm. would be the number, the two things that I would say to my kids. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. No, that aspect of being bullied by fear, like um, I'm going to be doing a podcast on that in a few weeks. Oh, good. Um, just talking about overcoming fear. Fear is such a stronghold. Yeah. It is ridiculous. I feel like it's one of the things that most people struggle with, like fear of the past, fear of future, fear of failing. Failure, yeah, all of it. And it's yeah. just like when you can relinquish relinquish or kill off that stronghold like you can do so much so sure you're unstoppable yeah Yeah. exactly I would say those two I mean there's a whole you're asking me to simplify it to two (laughs) things I would say (laughs) but I would say those two love God learn to love and fear not okay all right one I'm lying two more I promise two more okay (laughs) um what's the best thing that happened to you this month the best thing that happened to me Mm -hmm. or what's Uh, something cool that happened to you this month wow this month um you know what I it's something very very simple but Mm -hmm. I've valued it since it happened just having I just had a really really good authentic conversation with my husband Mm -hmm. that generated a new level of intimacy and proximity Mm -hmm. and it just felt so good 
It mm-hmm. just felt, honestly, it was just something to be treasured mm-hmm. uh, and desired. And I have a desire for more of those, but I just mm-hmm. had a really, really good conversation. And mm-hmm. with someone who loves friendship, that was mm-hmm. super, super, super important to me and fun. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would like to do that. Yeah, I love those moments. Um, Princeton will call them pillow talks. Those yeah, those moments like whether you before you go to bed or when you wake up on a Saturday morning or something like that, and you're just able just to talk about life and the future. Yeah, I love I love those moments. Okay, I know, right? Okay, last one. Um, (laughs) when are you most inspired and why? Ooh, inspired. You know what? My place of inspiration. Oh, can I have two? I have two. Of course, please. Number one is when I, um, I'm a musician, when I play the piano, mm. I gain so much inspiration and creativity mm-hmm. when I play. Number two is when I'm on a beach, um, any kind <laughs> of beach, any kind of beach, but I particularly love Southern California mm. uh, because of the mountains and the beach. And when I mm. am in California, that state for some reason mm-hmm. triggers heightened levels of creativity for me. And I'm so inspired. I feel God. I feel mm-hmm. presence. I feel the creative aspect of the Holy Spirit. And mm-hmm. I just have a lot of fun uh, creating when I'm in that environment. So yeah, playing the piano and on the beach. Southern Me California. thinking about when I'm going to go to Southern California. Because right? <laughs> right. we're, very, we're very similar. So I'm like, ah. <laughs> yes, you need to go. And if you need some places to go, let me. Okay. Because there are some beautiful places in Southern California. Okay. Oh, yeah. Say less. Okay. See, yes. that wasn't so bad, right? So bad. So bad. I made it through. I made it through. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for answering those questions. Um, I love just to, you know, get to know people a little bit more or cause I learned 10 new things about you that I didn't know before yeah. and um, just folks to get to know you as well. Awesome. So we're talking about today, the character of God. And um, when I was thinking about this topic or when the Holy Spirit gave me this topic, I was like, I have to ask PSJ mm. to talk about this. Um, so you guys, for those who listen to this podcast on the regular, um, you guys know that, you know, I flow in the prophetic often. Um, and so I, I would say I've had the gift, but I would say I grew in the gift um, last summer when I was in School of the Spirit uh, with Pastor Sharon and Pastor Samuel, um, led by their church, Toronto City Church. And the first, so School of the Spirit level one, so you're going in thinking, you know, you're going to learn about the prophetic and you learn about the heart of God. And it's just like, wow, (laughs) that's the true anchoring of the prophetic right that's the true anchoring Mm -hmm. and so I really just have a heart for my generation so last week we talked about spiritual discipline and emotional wholeness and there's so many people that were blessed by that before that we talked about help I started my year off on the wrong foot and, okay. And so what I really feel the Holy Spirit doing this year is a lot of realignment, realignment of thoughts, emotions, heart, all that kind of stuff. And I really feel like we need to be realigned in our view of God. Um, I know for myself, one of the things that I struggled with, as I've talked about this before, is fear. So the scripture, fear God and keep his commandments, for me, 
wasn't a true context of it. It was literally like, not even be afraid, but do this for God to love you perform for God to love you. You know, that's how I interpreted it because of my past experiences. Um, and I do find that our generation doesn't have, and of course we will not be able to, um, exhaust the true character and nature of God in this podcast. It's impossible, but we'll be able to provide some type of basis um, or fundamental for mindsets to begin to shift and for us to uh, begin to see God in a different way. And even for us to begin to dig into the scriptures, right? To look at it like, oh my God, like God is, is, he's so awesome. Like he's so amazing. Like, I don't know. It makes me feel all warm and mushy on in, on the inside. Right. Um, so that's why we're talking about this, this aspect of realignment, we're continuing with that. And I really want us to have, um, a new lens of, of God and, and who he is and what he, who he meet, who he is to us and what that means. So I was like, again, I have to bring PSJ on because it was just such a beautiful revelation relation to understand who he is and it was a part of my healing journey as well and I really enjoyed it so my first question for you Pastor Sharon is from a biblical standpoint how can we describe the true character and nature of God and before she goes on guys get your pen and your paper I always say this because we always have good nuggets and Pastor Sharon's a really good teacher so you get your paper and your pen Okay. All right. So go ahead, Pastor Sharon. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Thank you for having me again. Yeah. The, the nature of God, this is a topic for me that is so dear to my heart because I truly, truly, truly believe that as believers, what we think about God uh, pertaining to his nature and character is one of the most important thoughts that we can have literally. Mm -hmm. What we think about him as a believer is one of the most important thoughts that we can have. And often we don't think about him the way we need to. I mm. often tell those that I'm leading or I'm having discussions with that God is always better than we think. He's always better than mm. we think. What you may think of him, he probably it completely blows that out of proportion. He is just so incredibly amazing. Um, but the reality is, is that if we have a wrong opinion about God, um, and we live out of that place of a wrong opinion, then it's, it's, it's not a good scene. Like we live in fear, uh, just as Jessica had mentioned, we live not drawing from him, but drawing back from him. So biblical standpoint and how we can describe the nature of God, I always like to place these two attributes at the foundation. Number one, that God is good. He is so mm-hmm. good. He is mm-hmm. so good. And in his goodness, he invites us to experience him. Mm. In his goodness, he invites us to experience him. There are a couple of scriptures that I love to to meditate on when I think about the goodness of God. One simple out of the Psalm, Psalm 107 verse one says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good and for his steadfast love endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his steadfast love endures forever, forever. Another one out of Romans 2 Uh, verse three, this is a scripture that many of us know. In fact, different translations use a different word than good. Some use kind. It's that the goodness of Lord, the Lord leads us to repentance. One translation, kindness of the Lord. We come to a place of repentance, which is a fundamental building block of our faith in God Mm -hmm. because of his goodness. One of the facts. That's wild. 
features, right? Like, mm -hmm. and sometimes we miss that. We just think, you know, he's a scary guy that's getting ready to judge us. No, the goodness of God leads us to repentance. Mm -hmm. And then Psalm 31 says, out how it says, oh, how abundant is your goodness, which you have stored up for those who fear you and work for those who take refuge in you. How abundant. So we're talking about the fact that he's good. Mm -hmm. We're talking about the fact that his goodness is abundant. We're talking about the fact that his goodness leads us to him in the place of repentance. And then Psalm 34, which many of us know, Psalm 34 verse eight says, oh, taste and see that God is good. Yes. So not only is he good, his nature is that he's good, but we are invited to taste and see that he's good. And that's one of the fundamental attributes or characteristics or natures of God, or the, in, in, when we describe the nature of God, that he's good. Um, and we have daily invitations. You know, it's like going to your mailbox. You have a daily invitation, a piece of mail to experience the goodness of God. Um, and then, and, and the reality is some people do and some people don't. Um, but that's being one of the fundamentals. And it's interesting. It is you know, when Jessica was asking me about that, I was just thinking about it when she just asked me the question, when we're thinking about the goodness of God, we're also thinking, and, and in context of the nature of God, we think about the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. We also think about those being attributes to who he is. And goodness is one of the fruit, right? Mm -hmm. you know, if we were to name them out, we've got love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gent gentleness, and self-control. Mm -hmm. And goodness is right in the middle of that. Another one that I believe is found a foundational attribute of his character is his love. God is love. Mm -hmm. And once again, like God is good and we're invited to experience his goodness, God is love and we are invited to experience his love. First John 4, I love it. Once again, a familiar passage for many of us. First John 4, I guess verse seven and eight, it says, beloved, let us love one another for love is from God. And anyone who loves is born of God and knows God. And then it goes on to say, and anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. Mm. So another foundational uh, attribute or characteristic of this huge God we serve is the fact that he is love and that he invites us to experience him um, there's a scripture in Ephesians three in the passion translation, which is a different translation. Some people are familiar with it. Mm -hmm. and it's like one of my favorites, right? Like it's just mm -hmm. so the, the words and the passion just really exude the nature and passionate heart of God. Mm -hmm. It says this in, in Ephesians three, um, verse 17, it said, let the resting place of his love become the very source and root of your life. So there's an wow. invitation to experience the nature of God, one of the fundamental natures of God or who he is, which is love, uh, that it would become the very source and root of our lives. So those are two fundamental, you know, there are a couple of other attributes that mm -hmm. I, you know, that I'm going to throw out there, but I think for, um, for many of us, these are the two that we struggle the most with mm. at various times. You know, these are the two that are past tries to pull us away from mm -hmm. our experience tries to you know set a wrong filter in front of our eyes regarding which is that god is is so good we sing about it yeah you know, god is so good and god is loving and mm -hmm. he wants those to be fundamental part of the fundamental experience that we have when we experience him mm -hmm. um another thing that I, I i always like to say to people is that yeah god is love god is good 
Um, but God loves, the Bible says in the book of Psalms, I think it's Psalm 33, that God loves righteousness and justice. Mm-hmm. He loves righteousness and justice. He loves what is right and what is just. And the Bible refers to him as the righteous judge. Mm. So, you know, we have these warm, fuzzy attributes to the nature of God. He's love. He's good. He's amazing. But we mm. also have mm-hmm. what, what 2 Timothy 4 says is he is a righteous judge. Revelation 19 says he is king. He is king of kings and Lord of lords. He's depicted as strong and carries a level of strength that fights for justice and makes wrong things right. And that if, if, if there's any uh, other picture, I mean, if any picture you should see God in, in that is that he is a warrior. So yes, he is love. Yes, he is good, but he is also a warrior. That's his nature. Mm-hmm. The righteous judge. The Bible says he's the faithful witness. He's the alpha and the omega. And, and the other thing that I want to throw out there as we, you know, and once again, I'm just throwing out attributes to his nature is David in the book of Psalms, um, often more than one occasion would describe him to be beautiful, the beauty of God. Mm -hmm. I think it's Psalm 27 that I would gaze upon the beauty of God. Mm -hmm. So this is, so when we're talking about the nature of God, we're talking about a God that carries beauty, a, a God who carries righteous judgment, a God that is loving, that is good. And that, um, that is a a God of war. He's a man of war. Right. Mm -hmm. And many of us, we like to be polarized to one aspect of him, but not really embrace the fullness of who he is. Yes, 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 yes. So that's a little bit about the nature of God. Yes. uh, Start there. But yeah, he's just so, he's just so much better than we can ever imagine. And we're invited in every situation in life to encounter his nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you talk about that, that polarization, I wrote it down. Um, I wrote I actually before I wrote down balance. When you started to talk about just, you know, he's 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 good and he's love, but he's also a righteous judge. And I think that, as you said, um, for a lot of us, we land on on either side it's hard to see it as, you know, cumulative, all as one. Um, And also, I always have a problem with this term when people say it, the God that I serve wouldn't. And I'm like, wouldn't he? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. You didn't read the Bible, clearly. Um, But but I think I think there needs to be a balance. Can you speak a little bit to like that aspect of balance and how, I guess, how do we balance that out? Yeah, absolutely. It is, he, he is a God. It's, it's interesting. We sometimes, well, often I'll say this, have made him too small in our eyes mm. and because we're, we're unable to see him beyond our experience. That's so good. if our experience with him is that, oh, he's this loving God, love, 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 love. And he's not a God of, of justice and a God, he's not the righteous judge. And there's not the judgment of the Lord. Then we can, we can get caught off into a realm that, um, of self-sufficiency and a lack of morality. I can do whatever I want and it doesn't really matter because he loves me. Mm. But the reality is, is the manifestation of the love of God is also the judgment of God. One of the manifestations of the love of God is the judgment of God, Mm -hmm. because it says 
sin is evil. And I judge that. And that's my righteous love coming to take away something that harms you, mm-hmm. something that it erodes uh, humanity. So I think we have to, it's, it's not one or the other. Um, it is, it's compatible. They're compatible with one another when we're talking about, you know, the attributes that are more like the ones that we more feel mm-hmm. comfort in. Comfortable, versus, yeah. Yeah, versus the ones that make us feel a little bit, you know, a nervous. little bit nervous, you <laughs> yeah. know, in the blank, right? Yeah. Um, but what we don't understand is they're all fueled by the love of God. Mm-hmm. He, the story of the Bible, the stories in the Bible are, it's the pursuit. It is a love story of a God that created us, loves us, pursues us, and wants everything to see us in the place of wholeness mm-hmm. uh, with him. So when you look at, you know, often people will say, well, you see how, you know, he dealt with Israel in the Old Testament and he's calling on fire and judgment and all that kind of stuff. Those things were to turn Israel back to him. Mm. As mm-hmm. And once again, it's a love story. This mm-hmm. thing is, so it is, yes, it is the balance, but they're both compatible with one another. And we've mm-hmm. got to learn to begin to pursue God and know God in in all of who he is the fullness of who he is fullness of who he is right and not pick off the ones that we love and are comfortable with Mm -hmm. because then you fall you you live in a reality that may be superficial or may be a false finish line Mm -hmm. wow you talked about the manifest the different manifestations of his love (laughs) i have never heard of that before i feel like I'm going to need to have a part two podcast for that. Cause I'm like, excuse me, the different manifestations of his love. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's love is gets manifested through justice. Mm-hmm. Cause that means it's kind of like, if you, let's take the example of a husband and wife, mm-hmm. if a husband desperately loves his wife and if someone tries to come and rob her or rape her or do something horrible to her, mm-hmm. he's going to want to make what is wrong right. He is going to want to get in there mm. and defend and make wrong right. He's going to want that which is done to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and our sin is wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, our sin is wrong and it needs to be judged. But it's interesting, you know, that's a whole dialogue in itself. <laughs> it's interesting because when the Lord releases judgment, he doesn't withhold mercy in those moments. And mm. that's the New Testament. So he releases judgment, but he's merciful mm-hmm. so that we can be drawn into a place. Yet while we were still sinners, Christ mm-hmm. died for us. <sighs> in the, I mean, that's that's a whole other thing. We can, that's, that's oh my God. Topic, so, it, so it's yeah. funny, like when you talk about um, just understanding him in his fullness I feel like I'm on a journey of just understanding him in his fullness um and so one of my favorite scriptures um is talking about I think it's in Colossians the fullness of the Godhead dwells in him bodily um that's what it says in the KJV I don't know what it says in other other versions and other translations and I'm just always like oh my god that is just so like mind boggling. So that leads me to just like my second question, 
in terms of just for the purposes of this conversation, um, how can we best understand the deity of God and the humanity of God distinctively and as one? So I hope I didn't um, confuse <laughs> my my listeners, but it's like I really want us again. We're we're just scratching the surface here, but I really want us to have an un, uh, an understanding that that makes us dig deeper. Because I know for me now, my curiosity is now like. Ooh, tell me more like oh my god so yeah can you can you speak to that yeah absolutely um i think it goes back to this whole notion that god is massive he is there are so many facets to who he is and he can almost be hard to comprehend in his deity like when mm. you talk about this huge massive god mm-hmm. and i love what god did he did this, he said, or he did this, is that he gave us Jesus as a way to help us understand what he was like and what he is like. So good. In fact, I've heard preachers say this, Jesus is perfect theology. Mm. When we're thinking about the study of God, when we're thinking about understanding this incredibly big and awesome God that really our minds, I mean, I don't, I I just, Mm -hmm. that's how big he is he gave us Jesus to understand who he is and what he is like. Mm -hmm. But when we're talking about Jesus walking on planet earth, and I hope this this answers your question, what we see demonstrated and exemplified in the man Jesus is the very nature of God, the father. Mm -hmm. So when we see Jesus walking planet earth, being compassionate, being, um, releasing healing, stopping for, you know, sitting and caring and listening to the sinners, you know, you know, you know, releasing, um, once again, I said healing, but when, when you watch him walking on planet earth and you see how he, uh, related to people and related to humanity Mm -hmm. that exemplifies this all, this big, incredible God that sometimes we have a hard time understanding Mm -hmm. in his greatness. He simplifies it for us and says, Mm -hmm. here's who I am. You see, you see my son, you see me. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of people it's, it's once again, we we've had such a difficult time understanding this nature of God, this big, incredible God until we now see this man, Jesus, who was well acquainted with our similar weaknesses. Like he was a man like us, but yet God. Mm. That helps us to understand how we were made in the image of God and how God relates to humanity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah, no, that that's that's awesome. Um it's just every time I, I talk about things like this, like I get just so like emotional I'm just like God is just so good like why don't we just all serve him and run to him and bow down and just adore him because it's just like even when we talk we were talking about before with with Israel and all of the craziness that they were doing and God saw that they needed a king like even yesterday I just did um this session and I was talking about and studying the book of Judges or the first seven or eight chapters and realizing the cycle yeah 
the cycle yep. yeah which is just wild and even every single time they would sin because the scripture says that israel had no king and everybody was doing what was right in their own eyes and every single time he would still raise up a judge yep. they would sin repent they would be restored and he would still re- and i'm just like how do people not see the goodness of god in absolutely. that absolutely absolutely like the how pursuit, do, the pursuit the list, love pursuit yeah it's wild like how do how do, and 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 even you know growing up in church you hear different things like you know israel went a whoring after other gods and and different things like that but you're just like yeah but god really like even in all of their craziness he still came and he died for us yep like that to me is honestly wild he who knew no sin right became sin became sin and he didn't here's the interesting thing about it too it's that it wasn't it wasn't a thing of just a have to it was a want to he Mm, wanted us that's so good he wanted us yeah like he wanted us in right relationship with him he wanted to create a way Mm -hmm. right and i think a lot of us forget that the want is a big word Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because to know that you are wanted by someone to know that someone would give one's life for one Mm -hmm. that's powerful to reconcile us like that's a huge Mm -hmm. that's a huge part of the dna of god and the heart of god is that he so wants us you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, so you you talked about so this is a perfect segue even to this this next part where we talked about you know, God being manifested in the flesh as Jesus and how he's just like walking on the earth is being compassionate, caring, relational. I mean, there's a few times he flipped over a few tables. Oh yeah. That was the God of justice. <laughs> right? <laughs> and so I remember for myself, and I was talking about this in terms of just studying the scriptures around um, there being no fear in God and perfect love casting out all fear. Because then the Holy Spirit showed me that I was deeply struggling with fear. Um, mm. I literally spent, I think, like two, three months studying that one scripture. Wow. There was so much meat in it. Um, and there was one point where I came up, came upon the emotions of God. And I was like, shut up, really? Like, <laughs> But this is not stuff we talk about, right? True, the emotions true. of God. And it was just like, what is what does that mean? And it, you know, it it drew upon different scriptural references of you know him being moved with compassion, or Absolutely. even when um when Lazarus died and Jesus wept, you know, just different things like that. And so um I was just wondering now if you could speak to the emotions of God and his heart towards towards us as humanity, and where do can we see that in scripture? Absolutely. Um, yeah, God, he's such, you know, he is an emotional God. Like he is there. He's an emotional God. And the Bible says, and a couple things, let me just say this, a couple things mm-hmm. when we look at examining the emotions of God, we've got to keep in mind a couple of things. Number one, we've got to keep in mind of the fact that, you know, the book of Genesis says that he created us in his image. Mm-hmm. So when we understand who we are and we understand who he is and why we have emotions and he has emotions. We've been created Mm -hmm. in the image of God. Number two, Mm -hmm. he's a God who passionately loves us. We see that in the book of John 15, like he, he created us. He passionately loves us. He sent his son to die for us. John 3, 16, common scripture. Everybody knows 
He has a plan for us and he wants us to be with him forever. Mm. And why do I say that as a precursor to talking about the emotions of God is because we've got to understand we've been created in the image of God. We're loved by him. So already that sets us up to, to be a recipient of something because mm-hmm, those mm-hmm. whom you love, you demonstrate it. You weep with those who weep. You, 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 you laugh. You know, there's a mm-hmm. time for everything, as Ecclesiastes said. He sent his son to die for us, demonstrations of love. So there's an emotional, there's, there's, there's a connect point there. He has a plan for you and he wants to be with you forever, right? That's amazing. So, and and that's, that's a foundational thing when we're talking about his emotions. We got to know that he wants us. He sent his son to redeem us, all that kind of stuff or else you stand at a distance from what the Bible describes as he's tenderhearted or mm-hmm. compassionate. Why? You're like, oh, it, it's just words on a page when you don't understand that this one, this great, amazing God who's created you in his image, crafted a plan of love to create a bridge between you and him to create a destiny worth living for so that he could be with you forever. So when you begin to read these words that are so charged with emotion, you can begin to feel and encounter that emotion because you know, these are not just, these are weighty words. Mm-hmm. This is not just some, you know, guy on the street corner trying to check a girl being like, Hey, you know, it's <laughs> not like that. Mm-hmm. It's not a flighty thing. It's a deep, deep heart thing. Um, and so many places in the Bible display the emotions of God. We, we, we see his passionate love, obviously in that scripture in John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave, he loved, he gave the Bible says he's compassionate towards us. He's well acquainted with the places of weakness, uh, in a second Peter three, not, I mean, there's so many scriptures that talk about the compassion. He was moved with compassion. The man, Jesus was moved with compassion He's full of joy. He's full mm-hmm. of a heart of joy over you. You know, Zephaniah 317. Like, I love that, that chapter and verse because he carries, uh, he carries a reservoir of joy. Mm. You know? um, he's tenderhearted towards you. Uh, he's angered over what pains you. And we see that in the justice side of God. There is coming a day where the things that have been done in dark places against you against others the suffering the pain he is the righteous judge he's coming to make things right and that's something that carries a ton of emotion uh in the heart of god he the bible says jesus wept Hmm. jesus was overcome with he he was well acquainted and once again we're made in the image of god and um the one chapter i want to throw out to you that i think exemplifies bigger picture heart of God towards humanity uh, with all these different emotions is in Luke 15, where you have the parable of um, the lost sheep. There's Mm -hmm. a parable of the lost coin and the prodigal son. And when you look at those stories, you begin to see how God, the father goes after the one, how we are his prized possession and, and it is exemplified in that parable of lost coin, how the prodigal son, the father longs for the son mm-hmm. and the excitement that we see in that parable 
that heaven rejoices over the lost one. Like that, that I think Luke 15 is a Bible study unto itself. Mm, probably take really, like all year. <laughs> all year to really extrapolate, to pull out the essence of what, what Jesus was trying to communicate, which is now this is how heaven goes after you. Mm. This is a demonstration of the love. We leave the 99 to go after the one. Mm. Like we throw a banqueting party Mm-hmm. Yet while you were in your foolishness, Bible says, yet while you were still sinner, Christ died. For, we will throw because you have come home. Like mm-hmm. what strong illustration mm-hmm. to demonstrate what is in the heart of God for mm-hmm. humanity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that is, that is so, so good. And I like how all of the questions are like tying into each other. Um, because when, when God gave me this topic, I was like, what kind of questions am I going to come up with for this? And he just began, <laughs> he began to, to speak them to me. But even when he used the, the example of the prodigal son, um, and just, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind is the big brother, um, who is the legalistic one. I feel like, um, and so this, it, it literally ties perfectly into what I wanted to ask around, like, why, why do you think we have such an unhealthy and legalistic? And although I think legalistic and unhealthy can be two different things like so let we can separate them um because some people may have an unhealthy view but it's not legalistic and some people may have i guess but legalistic is unhealthy but in any regard why do we have (laughs) such a unhealthy and legalistic view of christ like why do you think the body of christ struggles with that so much because i'm seeing like people coming back to christ and we are acting like the big brother, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, as the body of Christ, or even people who haven't come to Christ yet, we are here acting like the big brother, right? So anyways, let me stop talking. And I w- want to hear your view on that. Yeah, I think one of the biggest thing that plagues the body of Christ is that big brother syndrome, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I think that the Lord is, is wanting to deal with our hearts on that. Mm-hmm. Um, because we are going to see many come to know the Lord yes. uh, that are, are going to have the filth of the world still on their clothing, but are looking for a God whose arms are wide open, looking for their creator, mm-hmm. looking for, you know, the one that is drawing them into sonship. So I think one of the, the, the reasons why we have legalism or a legalistic view of God is simply put, um, because of dead religion. Um, I think that's a huge reality. Mm -hmm. Um, and dead religion produces legalistic thinking. Mm -hmm. Um, it's religion that has taught us that we have to fulfill the demands of the law. We've got to perform. We got to do all this stuff in order for God to love us or use us. Yes. Um, and I think that that has put us on the Ferris wheel or the rat wheel of performance, uh, uh, self-sufficiency. I've got to dry. I've got to do all this stuff mm. where God really, once again, it's the goodness of the Lord that leads us to repentance. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting when you look at the law, um, and I think the misusing of the Old Testament law or the understanding of it has done tremendous damage when we look at the image of God. Mm -hmm. Uh, because the reality is, is the law uh, came by Moses, but grace and truth uh, came by Jesus Christ. And it's not that the law was 
uh, incorrect, but it was incomplete. Mm. So if it's not properly applied, then it gives us wrong representation of God. You've got to do all this stuff to earn the love of God. Mm-hmm. I've got to, I've got to, I've got to jump through hoops. I've got to, you know, do all this crazy stuff. And it, it was never the, the law that was intended. It was never the law. Let me say it this way. That was, um, that God never intended for the law to bring us into relationship with him. That may sound like controversy, you know, it was never the law that was, no, that I was agree by God to bring us into relationship yeah. with him. It was intended to show us our sin and our need for God. Mm. It was the goodness of God that led us to repentance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and the reality is, is that if we are, uh, and it's, it's interesting, actually, Jessica, if you look at Jesus coming, that the Pharisees, you know, the religious rulers of the time, mm-hmm. they had issues with Jesus claiming he wasn't keeping the law properly, although he did. <laughs> they were like, you're not doing this right. You're mm-hmm. not doing this right. Mm-hmm. But Jesus, when he was walking on earth, was the perfect representation. Once again, we're talking about, you know, why, you know, legalism and, and the wrong mm-hmm. views of God. Jesus was a perfect representation of God and everything that he did exuded grace and mercy yes yes he kept the law but he gave grace and mercy yes yes so when i say dead religion it's when we get into this the the okay we got to do all this we got to keep all this we got to do this but there's no understanding of the merciful grace of god mm-hmm. our need for him and a dependency on that um and moving away from the mindset of just, okay, works, performance, and perfectionism, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and realizing that the Bible says his strength is made perfect in the places that I am weak. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think that some of the cultures of church um, have caused us to get into very works, I've got to earn my place mentality, mm-hmm. um, or we criticize those that don't you know, uphold the level of perfectionism that we're demonstrating. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just really, that's not the nature of God. Like you look at Jesus sitting around with those sinners and the Pharisees hated it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They were on him. What do you do? You're healing on the Sabbath. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they went after him. Yeah. But the Bible says is he represented the father in, in the fullness of who he was. Like mm-hmm. he literally displayed the nature of God. Mm-hmm. So I think that, that dead religion is a huge thing. I think that the lack of presenting real authentic relationship with God keeps mm-hmm. people um, with legalist, legalistic mindsets. Um, and unfortunately, the church, we've been our worst. Um, <laughs> the marketing on the church front has just been awful. Like, <laughs> come serve this God who's gonna like, you have to be perfect for, you have to be mm-hmm. clean before you come to church. You have mm-hmm. to be and mm-hmm. people are like, I can't do all of that. Mm-hmm. Well, of course you can't do all of that. That's why mm-hmm. Jesus came for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's, I think it's a little bit of both where it's like, there are people who, you know, they present this perfect God. And like we we're talking about before in terms of the lack of balance. And then there's also this aspect of like, I feel like we're not, I don't know if this makes sense. It's almost like we need to be a little bit more 
okay, it shouldn't be legalistic, but ground ourselves in biblical truth. Yes. Because then, yes. You, yeah, because then you have people that will take it just way too far. Oh, absolutely. Just like, absolutely. you know, like, and, and I think that goes back to like our, the first part of our conversation where we talk about that balance um, and, and, and understanding the fullness of God and knowing that he's a God of love and all of these different things, but he's also a God of justice. Um, but learning now how to see God through the right lens. And I think it's important, and this is something that I want to just drop in for us. I think it's important that we are digging into the scriptures. Absolutely. And we're not just taking it just for face value as well. Because, you know, when you read the book of Judges, it's a very violent book, right? (laughs) Very, very, very violent. But it's like now digging into the word of God and what was the context of this? What, what, who was he speaking to? What was happening? Is this prescriptive? Is this descriptive? Like all of these different things, digging into the word of God, becoming, um, the the scripture says, Mm -hmm. students of the word, the scripture says to study, to show yourselves approved, right? So really, really, and truly dig into the word of God and letting that become our lifestyle as believers. And I know for myself, and I'm sure Pastor Sharon can attest to this as well, the more that I dig into the word of God is the more I fall in love with him and the more that I understand him. And then it's the more that I realize that I actually don't understand him. Like I, (laughs) you're like, I thought I knew him. No, you don't. No, you don't. (laughs) No, you don't. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you want to add something to that? Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah. And it, it is the, um, it's the, the terminology, the fear of the Lord, mm-hmm. which is a conscious awareness of how great God is That's and good. how holy he is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That keeps us in that place of the tension of the judgment of God and the love of God. Mm-hmm. Once mm-hmm. again, they're compatible, but I, I totally agree with you. And the fear of the Lord is fueled in our hearts and our lives as we grow in the understanding of the word of God and who God is. Because once again, I agree with you. I think we have a shallow understanding of who God is because we mm-hmm. live in a generation that don't read their Bible. Ooh, and as a result, you have no that your moral compass is off. You don't know what God you're claiming. What God says is wrong is right. And what he's saying is right is wrong. Like you're Mm -hmm. just, your wiring is all mixed up Mm -hmm. and therefore you move out of the fear of God. And you're just like, Oh, well, he loves me. You know, he just loves everything. And you just Mm -hmm. don't understand Mm -hmm. that it's the fear of the Lord that, that keeps us centrally grounded Mm -hmm. the love of God and the judgment of God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and that's how we walk this out. That's how we know. And you're right. We live in a, a, a very shallow generation when it comes to reading the word. And I'm praying, I believe in the Lord that that's going to change. Honestly, I really, yeah. yeah. People dive into the word and understand his nature, understand what he, he's coming to judge. The Bible says he is coming to judge sin. Absolutely. That there's the, the white throne of judgment, that there's a judgment seat of Christ. We will stand before him and give account to all our actions. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, I, I, I think that that's, that's super important. Um, and that's why like, just for this 
season of the podcast, I've been so adamant and just so are passionate about the topics that I bring. I mean, I've always been grounded in biblical truth, but I I was like, okay, we need to take this up a notch, (laughs) a little bit of just like really digging into uh, theology um, in terms of emotional wholeness and emotionally healthy spirituality and what that looks like. Because a part of that is knowing and and understanding and viewing God from a healthy way, um, viewing ourselves, others, um, and God through a healthy lens. But in order for us to do that, we need to be grounded in biblical truth. Absolutely. So my heart's desire now is that um, our generation and the people, the little sphere of influence that I have is that people will be challenged to go into the word, to dig into the word. It is our source. It is our daily bread. And so my heart's desire is that these types of conversations will now cause us to read the scriptures and to dig into it more. And so I, and I, I, I talked about this before you talked about even the fear of the Lord and the reason why for me, um, I viewed, uh, the fear, you know, fear God and keep his commandments in that way, uh, was because of just my own trauma and my own experiences. And so, you know, I, I just wanted to know from you kind of like, how can our trauma and life experiences affect the way that we see God? Oh man, that, that's such, there's so much to that. Um, because everybody has a storyline. Everybody has Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust. There, mm-hmm. there are things because you have two feet on planet earth, you're going to go through life and life. You're going to, you're going to have moments where you're losing people. Cause once again, the Bible says there's appointed a day to die for everybody, you know, mm-hmm. so you're going to have grief. You're going to face loss. You're going to face trauma. Um, the wages of sin on the earth and oh generational cycles, as you say, generational <laughs> <laughs> yes. cycles and all, all this stuff that um, that that produce trauma, mm. and whether you know your trauma is different than my trauma, the the quantity, you know, all that. There's mm-hmm. just everybody goes through it. Um, how does it affect the way we see God? I think one of the biggest things that I'll say the enemy uses in trauma um, to to negatively affect this perspective of how we view God is seeing God as Father. I think mm-hmm. that's a huge ordeal mm-hmm. um, for, from, he, he uses what we, he profits, maybe I'll say this, the enemy profits on our pain in traumatic experiences to mar our perspective of God being a good father. If God is a good father, then, you know, why did this happen? You know, God being a good father, you know, your natural father was not there. So mm-hmm. heavenly father, now there's distance because you ha- you're not, you're not able to relate well because, you know, just all these different ways that I think our experiences um, play out. And that's why I think um, the language of the Bible is family. You know, we talk mm. about father, we talk about son, because there's such a driving point that heaven, that God wants us to understand is that he is a good father. Mm -hmm. So our experiences in trauma, they come at that. Another thing that it keeps people from residing on, and this is the other side of that, is resting and abiding in sonship. Mm. And I use the words very strongly, resting and abiding in sonship. Our traumatic experiences and life experiences 
tried to put us in the driver's seat of uh, life. And what I mean by that is now we're, we're I have to do it myself. Mm-hmm. I got to pick myself up. I've got to protect myself. I've got to mm-hmm. do it for myself. I've got to, you know, self-sufficiency. Mm-hmm. And that stops us from being and receiving and really resting in that place of sonship where he says, you know, where it's like the, is it the psalmist who said it? Like uh, my line, the lines have fallen to me in pleasant places that you are my heritage. You are my portion. That's what mm-hmm. the scripture says. Mm-hmm. And that, that sonship by which we cry out, Abba father, that puts us in a place of receiving. Uh, and we're at rest to know that I, I, I can't, I'm, I, how do I say it? that he has so much in store for me and I can just sit and I can receive that. Mm-hmm. And I can allow the father to give me my inheritance. I can allow, instead of the striving thing. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. life does to all of us. Mm-hmm. Put this on the rat race. It's the survival of the fittest. I've got to tear others down because I got to get in front. I've got, you know, that type of vibe. I think another way that it affects us, our trauma and our life experience is that it causes us to believe that he's out to punish and get us. <laughs> you know how many clients I've had I'm working through working with through with this kind of like mindset like it's yeah right punishment yeah punishment like punishment 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 like we just go around waiting that anything good coming to you is gonna be followed up with a quick bat or Mm. he's just ready to pull the rug out from under you or he's just ready because you've had a hard life or because you've experienced hard things Mm -hmm. therefore that's all orchestrated by god because he just wants to to make the best out of like he just wants to keep bad stuff on me Mm -hmm. and once again when we look at jesus who represented the father i never really saw jesus throwing bad hard times on people sickness and like just like i'm just going to but I did see him use those situations for a moment to display the glory of God, to heal mm-hmm. that individual. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I think those are, I would say those that I've seen are probably the top three. Once again, mm-hmm. good father, once again, resting as a son. And number three, this whole I- ideology that God's out to harm and get you. Mm-hmm. It's bad I- waiting for I think I think it's important that we realize a few things that it is the will and I said this yesterday when I was doing this session it is the will of the father that we are well yes and that is why he died on the cross for us and a lot of the times people what I want people to realize is that trauma things we've gone through this is not this is this is a, a consequence of what happened in original sin, like in the, in the garden of Eden, this is not, this was not the will of the father for us at all. His will is that we are well. And that's why there's now the sanctification process us to journey to that place of where he saw us on the cross. It's like, you know, I saw, I saw pastor Sharon, uh, let, let take away the pastor. I saw Sharon. Sharon. (laughs) (laughs) I saw Jessica or I see her of what she can become. And so when I now die and I justify her and I declare her righteous, right mm-hmm. through justification and mm-hmm. she's on the sanctification process of becoming whole Come on. like that's that is the will of the father and i just i want us to realize that that is his heart that is his that's a part of his character that's a part of his nature yeah. that we are well that we are good whole. it is not yeah. his, that we are whole it is not his will 
that any man should perish. That's the right? word. That is the word. That is the word. It's not his will that we are sick. It is yeah, not his will that we are, that we struggle with mental illnesses. Yeah. It is not his will. That is the root and the cause of sin. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It is sin. Absolutely. You know, did you want to add something to that? Yeah. No, I just, I, I completely agree with you. I think that and once again, the processes, the processes and God's willing to, to take the pain and, and turn it around. He's close to the brokenhearted. Once again, we're seeing the emotions of God demonstrated, you know, in these scriptures and the heart of God. Um, and it's not, it's, yeah. So I was just thinking about that when you were saying that, that, yeah, it's so important that we recognize that God is not a God that thinks about the worst disease to put on you to plague you. Like mm -hmm. you didn't see Jesus doing that. Like we didn't mm -hmm. see Jesus bringing shame to people. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that's not the nature of God. And, um, and we also, I think the only other thing that I was thinking about in this is just the reality of um, it's just a thought that I thought about that his desire is that we would be fully satisfied in him mm. and that we bring him the most glory out of our lives when we're fully satisfied in him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when we mm -hmm. found that place of contentment and joy mm -hmm. and happiness in mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think that one of the, the lies as well in the, in that we are fed because of tra trauma and bad experiences or even bad church experiences mm. is that God just never wants me to be happy. It's mm. just about being holy. No, it is about being holy, mm -hmm. but we are most fully satisfied and happy and content mm -hmm. um we're, we glorify him the most when we're most satisfied in him mm -hmm. and i mm -hmm. think that there's just a real uh reality that just on that journey of wholeness that you're talking about jessica is that we've got to go the process we've got to allow ourselves to be made whole mm -hmm. and then find full satisfaction in him Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right? yeah because the scripture says that he came that we may have life and abundantly in abundance brethren like, like the <laughs> enemy came to kill to steal and to destroy but he has come right that we may have life and Thank have you. it more abundantly and abundant. and just like i and and that's that's what i want people to recognize because a lot of the times people will feel like you know i'm i'm going through this and it's god's will that i go through this he allowed it he allowed it to happen you know diff different different like there's different contexts of that but it's not his will thank you thank and you. i know that that's like hard to to conceptualize or why would god allow sin sin right sin, sin right the scripture talks about um the 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 prince of the air like yeah. this that that's the devil's doing his work god's thank doing you. his work too thank <laughs> you know what i mean you. Right. So yeah, I think it's so important good. for us to, to realize that. All right. So we're almost there. This is so good. I just love the good teaching that we're getting. Um, and I really pray that, that people's minds are being transformed and, and are being shifted. Amen. Um, but one of what, uh, one of my other questions that I have for you is, you know, how can we present a healthy view of God to the world? <laughs> <laughs> A healthy view of God to the world. Mm -hmm. Oh man, this, this, I have a very simple answer for this. Mm. Um, that is, it is extremely, it can be very difficult to walk out 
mm-hmm. or grow out, I'll say it this way, is, is to grow in love. Mm. We have been made in the image of God. That mm-hmm. means we are his walking billboard. So kind of like you drive down the highway and you see these billboards on interstates, we are his walking billboard mm-hmm. that we've got to allow him to remove the things that don't best represent him. So it's like if the billboard were to be, you know, advertising BMWs, mm-hmm. you know, you got to make sure that Honda is not, someone didn't put a little picture of a Honda next to the BMW. No, we are best representing him. We are his billboards, but we've got to allow him to remove the things in our lives that don't best represent him. And then we've got to allow him to grow us in love mm-hmm. so that our love can, his love can be demonstrated through our lives. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's like showing a healthy view of God to humanity goes more, be, more than just words. It goes beyond words to action. Mm-hmm. It plays out in simple scriptures. Like you give to, when you give to the poor, you lend to the Lord. Mm. <laughs> it shows up in simple scriptures wow. like you know, love your enemies you know like it, 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 i mean the bible says that it's the measuring stick of maturity love mm-hmm. love is like, where is that scripture which one it's the measuring no it's the measuring stick of maturity it's maturity i'll find yeah. it you. <laughs> okay you could give it to me after, I'll give it after you. <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a measuring stick of maturity is what the bible mm. says and it's one of the translations. It's like one of their newer translations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is. The Bible talks about it, right? Mm-hmm. Because patient love is kind, that mm-hmm. we have responsibility to grow in it and that we are mature because we love. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. If you want a healthy rep- if you want to be a healthy representation uh, of God to the world, we've got to grow in love. Wow. You got to grow up. Mm-hmm. Like your mama tell you, okay, you need to grow up. You got to grow up. You got to learn mm-hmm. to share. You got to learn to mm-hmm. think outside of yourself. You've got to learn to, um, it's like my husband will always say to men that he's preparing for marriage, that you are, it, you are the best version of yourself when you're serving. Mm-hmm. You're serving one another because mm-hmm. Jesus served mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because God gave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and then yeah. you give of yourself to others. Oh my man. And give with a loving heart, obviously not at yeah. a, a cheerful give. Yeah. Up. Yeah. So, yeah. Like that, that's a reality right there. Um, so yeah, I would definitely say that. I think that how we, we demonstrate who he is well on planet earth to humanity is we got to grow in love. Oh mm-hmm. man, we got to grow in love. Mm-hmm. See, you, 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 you mentioned the word action and I guess in, in, in light of us, presenting a healthy view of God. I think we have to also change our lens of, of how we view God. And so, you know, what are some practical steps that we can use, uh, to change the lens through which we see God? Ooh, practical steps. Yes. Um, Practical. (laughs) I think Jessica, you said something before you got to meditate in the scripture, Mm. meditate on the nature of God. Mm -hmm. Bible says we are transformed by the renewing of our mind. We Mm. have to go after the way we think. And that is because we've got to, we got to encounter the man, Jesus. We got to encounter the nature of God through the living word, the, like the word. He is the living word, but we've got to encounter him in the scriptures. So that'd be number one. We've got to meditate on the, on the scriptures, meditate on the word. I think another thing is, is get some resources that speak primarily on, uh, I would say fundamentally God as being good and God as being a loving father. 
Mm-hmm. I think so many people in the body of Christ don't have a good, um, like they, they don't have good theology, but they don't have a good understanding of that. And sometimes we've got to, we've got to dive in the word, but there are many authors that have written amazing books on, um, on the nature of God and on God being a good father. Mm-hmm. Um, and in those books, I know one in particular dealing with the traumas that many of us have faced with our natural fathers in order to be able to receive him as God the Father. I think I think I have that book. Uh is it uh you 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 I a couple of those out. Yeah. Yeah, in School of the Spirit. Yes, I do yeah. remember. I read one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it's really I can I'm uh the good father I can't remember, but it, it was um experiencing the father's embrace. Yes, yeah, such a good book. Really really good. Experiencing the father's embrace from spiritual slavery to spiritual sonship. Mm. Once again, and there are a couple of um of men and women in the body of Christ that have taken the time to to study the scriptures and bring the scriptures to the forefront in a meaty way so that we can renew our mind. Um, I think another way, honestly, practically, is you've got to pursue encountering God's love. And what does that mean? We encounter God's love. um, We encounter God's love in the place of worship. Mm -hmm. We encounter God's love in the place of prayer. And we begin to ask the Lord, like, God, encounter me, show me. Um, It's like, it's like, um, the whole concept of like sitting under a waterfall, mm, you know, letting the water I like that. flow over you. Oh, and that's the love of God, allowing that to, to drench you. It's mm-hmm. like Ephesians 3, you know, the, that the resting place of his love will become the very root and foundation source of your life. Like we've got to allow him to do that. That part mm-hmm. of that's a supernatural thing. You've got to get in that place with him. And then the last thing I would say is that you've got to cast off and aside every notion that he is angry with you, far from you, or or you are void of his affection, or not your void, that he doesn't have affection and desire from you, mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that he's not angry with you. Like if you're if you're provoking the anger of God, like you, you then you need to repent. <laughs> There's so many people that walk around thinking he's so angry all mm. the time. And you literally, when those thoughts come, the Bible says you got to capture your thoughts, make them like, when translation says, like a prisoner of war. Wow. Pass them off because he loves you. He has affectionate, good affection and desire for you. And he's not far mm-hmm. from you. Mm-hmm. The Bible says he's close. Mm. And I think a lot of us walk away with this, you know, we walk our journey, our lives with this whole notion that he's so far, like I've got to like do all the stuff to make him come close. And just, he's just, and it's like, no, he's a God. Oh, what's that scripture verse? I'm throwing out random scriptures. And I (laughs) quoted them for you. That is easy to discover. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He he wrote the boundary lines um, and placed people within the boundary lines of the world. So that, oh, I'm going to have to find these two scriptures for you before we're done. So that <laughs> people can find him because he is a God that is easy to discover. That's wow. Wow. So we've got to cast out everything that sets us up to have to perform and do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. We all have a seat at the table. You have a seat at the mm-hmm. table. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? So I would say those things. Yeah. No, that's that's amazing. This This podcast was was so good. I know for me, it's like, 
you know, I, I finished um, a study on marriage last month. And now I'm doing a Bible study on the fruits of the spirit. And I'm so excited just to dig into that and to uh, just to, to begin to live that out or continue or whatever, wherever I'm at on the journey, I want to live that out in a, in a deeper way and a more powerful way. So thank you so much for your time and just for just giving us different things to think about and to dig into scripture about. And I guess for me now, I just wanted to know if you have any final thoughts, uh, for anyone that may be having a hard time with their view of God and his character. Um, I would say this, um, I, I, and this is something that I do personally, because I believe that we live in a time and season that is always trying to distort the image of God in mm. our hearts and our minds. Mm-hmm. Always, always. When, you may get it one year, next year, there's so many things that are trying to be like, no, he's not that good. No, he doesn't care about, you know, he, de- you know. So one of the things that I would say to you, you know, if you're struggling in this is, and, and I use this analogy uh, with my leadership all the time, is that you've got to constantly push all of who you are into the deep places with God. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? You know, it's like my little daughter in a swimming pool where my son used to go through, get into the swimming pool, going through the shallow end. And she'd be like tipping, he'd be like tipping his toe in, testing the water and just like, Oh, I don't know if I want to do it. Oh, it's cold. Mm-hmm. It's whatever. <laughs> Whereas my daughter Shiloh would be like, can I go? And she wouldn't even wait for the answer. She would run and jump <laughs> We would hope she could swim if not somebody was diving in after her, right? Mm -hmm. And I say to people that if you really want to grow deep, I use that terminology intentionally, grow Mm -hmm. deep with God, Mm -hmm. you've got to push all of who you are into the deep places with him. Mm -hmm. That look like that means you've got to become relentless about your time with him, your study of the, the scriptures, your uh, worship, personal mm-hmm. worship, not only corporate worship, mm-hmm. personal worship, and about being around community mm-hmm. and going after an understanding of true biblical, a true biblical understanding of who he is. Yes. If you're going to hang around people that don't really, really want to get to know him or have a wrong perspective of him, mm-hmm. become like those you hang around with. Literally. That's good. Yeah. Right. So it's pushing all of your time, your energy, who you are. Um, and once again, you go about your day, you, you know, you do your things, go to work, do whatever, mm-hmm. but you, you're always developing a, a consciousness or a, an awareness. Sorry, let me say that that way. An awareness of God, I want, I want to understand you. I want the spirit of wisdom and revelation mm-hmm. to fall upon me when it comes to understanding your nature. Mm-hmm. You always push into the deep. Don't, don't be those, those Christians that just sit around the shallow end. and like <laughs> Somebody told me some verse about something. Mm-hmm. That verse. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why I'm going to get you those two. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Don't, don't be shallow dipping, you know, don't wade in the water, go full immersion mm-hmm. because these times require us to really know who he is. Mm-hmm. No, this, this was, this was, this was so good. Um, the song, that keeps coming up in my head um eh, what who is it by i think it's by tasha cobbs but the only part i can remember is your goodness is running after it's running after me that's all all of my life 
I don't remember the, the other parts. I'm trying to remember the words, but your goodness is running after, is running after me. And I, and I, I really feel that for somebody. I really feel like God just wants somebody to know that he is pursuing you. He is running after you. His goodness is literally running after you. David said in Psalms 23, surely goodness and mercy, and mercy together will follow me all the days of my life, literally. And I, I pray that today was um, just a spark. It's a spark for you uh, to dig deeper and to dig deeper in, into biblical truth, to read, to pray, to worship. Um, and this is a huge part of your healing journey, um, your journey of, of emotional wholeness and um, emotionally healthy spirituality. Your view of God matters. Your view of God matters. What you think of God matters. His character and, and what you know of that really That's does good. matter um, in, in your healing journey. So my my prayer is that, you know, something was sparked and um, and that you are challenged and, and, and to dig deeper. But also you are reminded of the love of God and how good he is and yeah. how amazing. And if you never thought about him in that way, that you will begin to think about him in that way. So Pastor Sharon, thank you so, so much for just coming on here as usual and um, just, just giving good theology. You know what I mean? Just good theology. Um, when we did that that master class with with Darius Daniels, he talked about theology being um, the the good and bad theology, and just how um, for a lot of us, uh, our, our theology has been sand. He likened, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. He likened it onto you know. Uh, that that story where the house was built upon the rock or built upon the sand. And when the storm came, the one that was built upon the sand fell over essentially, or was whatever happened to it. It just wasn't there anymore. And so for a lot of us, our theology and our view of God, um, which I think theology is kind of like your view of God and the study of God and things like that um, has been on sand. (laughs) It has been on sand. And so it's important for us to now dig into the word of God and to have that understanding. So guys, if you see Pastor Sharon's face here, I think she found the scriptures. Did you find them? Yeah, I found one of them. I'm struggling struggling to find the other because I'm like, I'm all about, and I always challenge my leaders on, don't Mm -hmm. randomly throw out scriptures and you don't know where it is. And I did did it about three times because I was rushing through our our content today. But one of them is out of Acts 17, 27 in the Passion. Mm -hmm. Um, and it says, uh, oh, let me just get the full, the context here. In verse 26 to 27, oh, I, lo- oh, I love this chapter. I love this chapter. Mm. But it says, from one man, Adam, he made every man and woman and every race of humanity. And he spread us over all the earth. He set the boundaries of people and nations, determining their appointed times in history. Mm-hmm. He has done this so that every person would long for God feel their way to him and find him for he is the God who is easy to discover. Wow. And then it goes on to say in him and through him, we live and move and have our being. And the other one I was trying to find and I, mm-hmm. I, uh, I couldn't find it. So I will get that back. <laughs> I will get it back. 
the maturity is love being the mark of maturity yes no I definitely want those and then um Pastor Shani if you could send me those like the list of scriptures that you use today just so I can put them in the show notes so that people um can go and and dig into them and read them for themselves all right y'all thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the she speaks truth podcast always and forever speaking God's truth over you take care guys wasn't that amazing wasn't that just so amazing like I don't know every time I talk about God and his character and his nature it just really warms my heart in a different way um I think for me what really stood out was just understanding some fundamentals that he is good you know what I mean that he is good that even on a bad day, that God is good. I think that that's the stuff that really stood out to me. Like, God is good. And he is a loving God. Like, that, I don't know. That type of stuff just gets me so excited. And it just reminds me that there is no mountain he won't climb up. There's no wall he won't kick down coming after me. And I just particularly love when we, we were talking about just understanding the fullness of God um, and just that balance, right? So um, he is good and he is loving, but he is also a just God. You know what I mean? And I think those are just important principles for us as a generation to to understand because I don't know, I feel like we've been given and I don't like to words use the words we've been given, but you know, you'll understand where I'm coming from. I feel like we've okay, let me change from we've been given. We've understood God to be just this big bad guy in the sky. There's one set, there's like he's this big bad guy in the sky, and there's another set of people who's just like, he's just so loving, he's just so kind. The God that I serve would never. And it's just like, mm, we need to have a full understanding of him and who he is and I really feel like this is the beginning for many people to really have a full in-depth understanding or to begin the journey of having a full in-depth understanding of who he is and I like that you talked about just saturating ourselves in prayer and worship and so forth and which is why we talked about you know being um the aspect of, of 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 spiritual discipline last week, right? That's why things like that is so important. And just how this journey of understanding the character of God will contribute to our own healing journeys. So I really pray that this podcast was a blessing to you. If it was a blessing, I ask that you share it with someone. Share with somebody, leave a podcast review um, about how this podcast has been for you. But most importantly, share it with somebody and don't be afraid to slide into my DMs and let me know how this was for you. All right, y'all take care and y'all already know always and forever speaking God's truth over you. Love you guys so, so much. And thank you for riding with me for the past year and a bit. It has been so amazing and God has been so faithful. And my only heart's desire is to just bring more content, more truth content to you. God bless y'all.